right over, babe. You've got some company. This is the Rich Eisen Show, live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Colts have it. Interception. Allen. Detroit Lions, Jamal Williams. A third pump will draw a flag no matter what. The Rich Eisen Show. Earlier on the show, two-time Super Bowl champion Chris Long. Coming up, NFL Network insider Tom Pelissero. Plus your phone calls, latest news, and more. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Our number three of the Rich Eisen show is on the air. And if you just joining us, boy, you just missed a surprise. I had no idea he was in town, let alone had an idea of just stopping by here and surprising us. But Michael Irvin just crashed the show. And I, I mean, I shouldn't use that, that phrase because he could he has he is uh, showing up privileges anytime he wants. Um, <laughs> you were shocked. At that. I was I was genuinely shocked because he texted Pop in. You know, I I. I saw him on first take and assumed it was New York. Mm-hmm. And um, I I texted him just like, I know you're on the air now, but how about you call in tomorrow? Because I'd love to have him discuss tonight's game yeah. between the Giants and the Cowboys tomorrow. And he's just like, I'll be flying. How about, you know, now? And I saw I missed a call from him. So I texted him. I'm like, how about an hour from now? Because I, I, you know, we had everything kind of mapped out, and I didn't see his call until the mid- end of the first hour. Mm-hmm. Had no idea that um, he was going to come in. Zero. Said, but he did. Yeah, he was back in the green room chilling for a little bit. Bam. I didn't know that. Well, I, I'm well, glad. that was the point for you not I, to know. <laughs> I know. You guys, I appreciate you you keeping it for me. I just was hoping, like, I hope Rich doesn't go to the bathroom, man. And this I'm just glad. Yeah, I know that I'll go back there, right? <laughs> no, Rich, don't do that. Hey, 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 why, why not? I'm a grown man. Um, you know, and I, 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 I'm, I'm glad he was here because Michael's a very religious man. And um, this may be the last show I ever do because I'm doing it on the high holidays and I could be I could be struck by lightning on this beautiful, clear blue day. Let's hope not, though. You know. I need to etch myself in the book of life anyway, but I think you're safe. You think so? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm glad that he's here. I'm glad that he was uh, able to hang with us. Uh, right after Chris Long did, and Tom Pelissero is going to join us shortly. I, I will be very uh, and and again, we the, the Cowboys and Giants tonight, and I, I kind of just made a reference to the high holiday, Happy New Year to all of my friends uh, out there um, who are Jewish and celebrate the high holidays. Happy holidays! Thank you, sir. Greatly appreciate that. And you know, I was calling out the Giant fans, like, don't sell your secondary ticket market. Don't sell your tickets on the secondary ticket market. Don't don't let the Cowboys come into your house tonight. Well, we're coming anyway. You are, and but there there's probably a lot of folks who put their tickets up for sale in the middle of the summer because they knew that they were not going to show up for you know have to be in synagogue tonight. True. I'm I'm concerned about that Cowboy fan base showing up significantly this evening. Well, do any of those Cowboy fans play quarterback? Cooper Rush, man, he's undefeated. Brockman. <laughs> Mooch mentioned this on game day morning yesterday. If Cooper Rush wins tonight, and by the way, as he mentioned to us on our show last week, in his first back-to-back starts since college, 2016 was the last time he started consecutive weeks. If Cooper Rush wins tonight, he will be the first quarterback, undrafted quarterback, to win his first three career starts since the... Kurt Warner, 1999 wow. Magic Carpet Ride, Ooh. American Underdog Year. 
You know what happened then. So what are you saying? That's what you're saying, Rich. That's what I'm saying. Wow. That's what I'm saying. They're going to make another movie. Tony Pollard's going to turn Starting into Marshall Falk. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Noah Brown's going to turn into Reverend Ike. Yeah. Wow. Gallup's going to be Holt. Dennis Quaid is going to play Mike McCarthy. <laughs> Still. Yeah. Exactly. He's playing Sean Payton in this movie, though, because he's waiting. In the is that what it is? <laughs> well, he's just like in the background, like kind of lurking. And watching. Kevin James can reprise his role. <laughs> Good point. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial on the show. Tom Pelissero joins us in 15 minutes' time with a whole bunch of injury news updates. We want, we're going straight to the NFL Media Group information tree on that one. And then it's NBA Media Day today. Interesting they choose a Monday after an NFL Sunday for that. I guess they're just jumping right in the fray. If it's I was Monday. them, I'd wait till Wednesday. Middle yeah, of the week, I mean, nobody's talking about anything except you. The NFL is playing games on Christmas now. I don't think. Uh, I guess they're like, screw it, we'll do it. And yeah. then, well, I got a lot talking about. The Nets are talking. Pat Bev says just down the street that Russell Westbrook, they're tight ever since he got traded. LeBron has a full head of hair. It's that's so weird. That's interesting. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of which, tomorrow, Deion <laughs> Sanders is our first guest. Speaking of which, Coach Prime. I think uh, he's Cody Prime, as he refers to himself as Coach of the Year Prime. I think he's returning as Comeback Player of the Year Prime because I think he is, in fact, promoting his hair restoration. Ew. So, I mean, you know, you know what question's going to naturally come up here. Rich. Why don't I do it? <laughs> and, That's telling tomorrow. Because that sounds like really like uh, argumentative. It's not like, why don't you do it? It's like, are you contemplating? No, he's going to be, why don't you do it? Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying for my part. I'm just asking you. And he's going to, he's going to rope Susie into this somehow. <laughs> well, yep. it's going to happen. Her, her, her vote does matter. It always does. 844-204-RICH, yeah. <laughs> number to dial here on the show. So we were going to do this last hour. Yep. But we pushed it to this hour because Michael Irvin surprised all of us. It's a Monday in the NFL season. Thus, it's an overreaction Monday. That was terrible. That was crap. That was garbage. This place sucks. Overreaction Mondays. Mondays. Roll tape, please. Roll tape on an NFL Films music. Thank you. Here we go. Yes, Christopher? You know, I wasn't a believer in this team, not a believer in their quarterback. I still might not be. I have no idea. But they won yesterday, Rich, in the game of the century. The Dolphins are the best team in the NFL. No, they 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 lost to the best team in the NFL. I mean, they they got beat by the best team in the NFL. Yeah. The Bills are still the best team in the NFL. The Dolphins won the game. I understand that. They're 3-0. I understand are that. Are they first place in the AFC uh, I get it. They're atop all the power rankings this Over, week. Overreaction. Hmm, interesting. And check out my power rankings on Wednesday. I wouldn't say they were on top of all the power rankings this hmm, week. Weird. Until I until I deliver my power well, rankings I mean, on we Wednesday. I also do power rankings. I understand so. that. I'm just talking about mine. Hmm, yeah. There are many power rankings, but this <laughs> one is mine. No, the Bills are still the best team in the NFL. Oh, that's weird. They're I know two and, they're two and one. I know, and they just lost they to the team that's now the above them. That's how my power rankings work. Team, and I even said that they could have reshuffled the deck in the AFC. That they can absolutely win. I totally see a complete team. I see a complete team. They're being called a complete team today. They beat a team that wasn't fully complete, in my estimation. They came up with a very impressive home win. How can you be a complete team when the kicking game kicks the ball into the ass of the person well, they, protecting it? They were on like the half yard. I line. know. I'm just having fun with it. The Dolphins are a terrific team. I still, I'm still, great, I'm yeah. still, I'm still laying my chips on the Buffalo Bills at this moment in time. Would you like to? Would you like to take the Dolphins over the Bills yourself? 
Long, oh, I mean, long t- term, long run. Tune in for the Power Five tomorrow. Me and TJ on YouTube, Advertiser yeah. Show. Okay. Uh, hey, Ridge, what, what team have you been talking about since, like, April? Oh, the Raiders. The Raiders. That's Man. how you got to say it right now. Did you the see Raiders. what happened yesterday? I did. <laughs> Mark Davis and Josh McDaniels, yep. closed room meeting. We're talking about it with Tom Pellicero in about 12 minutes. McDaniels is on the hot seat! I don't think so. I think that's an overreaction. How? How? What do you mean, how? <laughs> what do you think? They, is he, he going to get bounced in his first year after not even lasting two years in Denver? Is that what's going to happen? And he's going to coach the Patriots next year. Okay. A massive overreaction. I, I just think it's Mark Davis sitting down saying what's going on and maybe are the things that you've instituted here that's totally changed everything that's been done around here. Is this the right way to go? I and mean, you need to... You need to map things out for me how you see the first three weeks. If I own the Las Vegas Raiders, paying all that money to Devontae Adams and giving all up that Devontae Adams and saying, okay, sure, sign Darren Waller to all that. Yeah, got it. Sure. Oh, yeah. Sign Chandler Jones to all that. Oh, yeah. Extend Max Crosby like that. If I was the owner of the Raiders, I'd want answers after three losses like that, too. I'm somebody who's put my whole damn predicting business on the line for this team. (laughs) You know, I know I'm not multiple hundreds of millions in the hole, but in terms of reputationally, I am. The autumn wind is still pissing me off. So that's still an overreaction. Autumn wind is what else over there, Chris? Hey, uh, you know who had an awesome day yesterday? Joseph Burrow. Yeah, he had almost 170 yards passing in the first quarter. Three touchdowns, only sacked twice, uh, beat up on the Jets. We can stop worrying about the Bengals. Yes, agreed. Can you? I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm even thinking about taking him Thursday night against the Dolphins. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, right now. Well, I mean, the Dolphins are coming off. Of, it'll be a short week. They're the ones who, you know, were in 100-degree weather playing, as Chris Long called it, a de facto playoff game and left it all out there. And the Bengals were basically just chilling in New Jersey. You know? I'm not worried about them at all. I still think it's their division to win or lose, and I still like them. Not to beat the Bills. That, however, is something I don't have to talk more about until that's a Week 17 game. Yeah, I that's think a, you should be worried about That's them. a January game. You're worried about him? I mean, me personally, no, I'm not. But I'm saying you should be worried about him. I'm stopping worried about him. I think that is not an overreaction. I'm with you on that front. Not worried at all. Conversely, guys, we should be kind of worried about the Chiefs after all. (sighs) That's two games in a row, Patrick Mahomes. (sighs) I got it. They should have won that game. What the hell did Chris Jones say to Matt Ryan that he gets flagged for what the hell it's happened? It's just the standing over him, too. That's that's a no-no no, this year. No, he didn't stand over him either. It, the flag, Just look at the play. He gets up from Matt Ryan. The mm. two of them talk to each other. They have the international body language of, okay, we're about to walk to our separate sides, and that's when the flag comes out. And it's just like, what the hell did he say to him? Don't you think like that needs to be put into some post-game report? And they... 
where where fans yeah. need to know what exactly to say, like what magic word was it? One of the seven George Carlin words, like like at least give us that. Is John Boy on this case? You know, <laughs> can't see it because you can't read the lips. Hey, he, he'll find a way though. Hey, they still made a ton of mistakes. Even Kelsey came out and said that you know he made some mistakes too. Yeah. Uh, I'm not worried about yeah. him. I'll just say hey, that's an overreaction. Also. Weird. Man, I, I wish I could get off my Raiders pick, but I'm not going to just yeah. yet. Not just yet. It would be okay if you did, though. Uh, no, it wouldn't. I mean, I've been talking about him for so damn long. Eh. Stone Street is still blowing me up. It's yeah. insane. Yeah. Can't get enough. You know who I want? I don't want to stop talking about? I don't want to stop talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence, guys, he's going to make an AFC championship game before Justin Herbert. I'll say it. I'll, I'll go with that. I like that one, Chris. I know that that's a that's a hot 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 one. Well, people are ready to anoint Justin Herbert the the, the you know the next big guy. But Justin the Herbert's MVP banged this up, year. banged up. He's now lost as one of his main protectors in Rashawn Slater for the year. I know we're just talking about this year, but um, yeah, okay. I kind of like uh, kind of like Trevor Lawrence, man. This is who we thought what an we interesting were getting. One. I'll at the take number that. one I'll pick. I'll buy it. I'll buy that. I'll say that that is not an overreaction. Because remember, Chris, I'll I was... say that that's a that's a, you got you got to say that's in the realm of possibility in this you never know league. Mm-hmm. Justin Herbert, sixteen and nineteen as a starter. Remember, Chris, I was like, is is T Law for real for two years? I was. I know you, you were like, were like, like eh, well, hey, you seen enough? Yeah. <laughs> you seen enough in three weeks? I'm a little impressed. I won't lie. I won't lie. All right, how about this one, guys? We were talking about this. Like, the last couple of years, the NFC West has been the best division of football. Coming into this season, we thought the AFC West they're, was the best division not. of football. How about this? No team from the NFC or AFC West will reach championship weekend. That's a hot one. I'm not going to go there. I can't go there. Championship weekend? Final four. They no team even... in the final four no. from the Western Division. No, like no, no, no. That's over. You're these, over com- these divisions are average. So you're talking about, you're talking Mid, about baby. No Eagles versus Packers or Eagle or Packers versus Bucks or Bucks versus Eagles. Right. That's possible. Yep. And you're talking about what? Bills versus Ravens or or, yeah, I like that or, one. Or, Bills versus Jaguars. Bills, yeah, Jaguars. Nice Bills, Jaguars. Dolphins Raven. versus. Yeah, Dolphins. How about uh, this one? Dolphins, Ravens. How about this Ra- one? For, no, how no about West. this one for an AFC championship game? No West. Bills, Dolphins, part three. Let's Possible. go. So I'm in for that one. Don't you think? Possible. The way the seating breaks. I mean, do you think? Do you think the infrastructure is is well put together in the United States for a Bills Eagles Super Bowl? Like, what would happen? What, are you, what does that mean? The like, fan base yeah, is be yeah. like Braveheart. Oh. The fan bases oh, will just yeah. like, but boo, I don't even think uh, Phoenix will be able to handle Phoenix it. And it's Packers. the same weekend as, say as same waste thing. management. Good Lord. <laughs> waste <laughs> management. Uh, I'll still say that's an overreaction. Uh, uh, all right, and then how about uh, this one? If you think that, how about wow. this one? That's, that's the a, NFC North that's is going to get one. three playoff teams. NFC. Uh, stop it. I'm going to call you Reed Richards on that one. Uh, I, 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 I picked the Lions to win yesterday. I don't know what the hell Dan Campbell was thinking at the end of that game. How is somebody not getting in his ear and say, Coach, our offense is unstoppable. Let's at least go for it on fourth floor. Or, Coach, they're out of timeouts. If we just punt it, I know we're on the 36, but even if, if we just punt it, if we just punt it, then Cousins has got to go the entire you know, 
at least 50, 60 yards with no timeouts left and about 30 seconds left. Like, I've done the math, coach. You can't kick it because if you miss it, it's even better field position than if we went for it. Just that alone, Chris. Bears are 2-1. and one. Stop it. Stop it. So you're saying Dan Campbell needs one of those uh, Broncos coaches? Maybe, you know, I don't, I'm not saying he needs it, but it just goes to show you that you, for new time, first time head coaches, now he's a second year head coach. No matter how much experience he's had playing it and coaching it, that when when things start flying, you don't think straight. There's a lot going on. We were on all screaming in the out. NFL Network screening on. room, like, what, what are you kicking it for? I was the one loudest because I was lone wolfing the Lions on game day morning oh, and yeah. in that room. Yeah, I thought they were going to win, too. What uh, else? Last one, guys. Sometimes, like, white man can't jump, TJ. <laughs> Listen to the woman. Yeah. Tom should have listened to Giselle and stayed retired. Nah, stop it. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> I'm just going to let, let that one alone. You, you think he should have just stayed retired for real? I, 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 I just He's don't. Reacting. He's reacting. He's <laughs> reacting. <laughs> I, 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 for one, am very happy that he's that he's back. I'm I'm hoping that he is. He just he he just doesn't seem to have that same pep in his step. But I think you know it just seems like maybe in this part of the season it's such a slog with without his guys there on on offense, and it's going to be a long one for the Chiefs, a uh, long one for the Bucks with the Chiefs coming in with their chip on their shoulder. But yeah, that's gonna be hey, man, if the Colts defense just showed you the blueprint right there, we'll see what the Bucks can do because the Bucks defense is no joke. Remember, Rich, a couple years ago. That's overreaction Monday, everyone. Tom seemed a little down because he thought he had an extra down. He thought he had five downs when he only had four. Right, and he held up the number four and, and then went on a went on a total tear. And then what happened? After the, he they, went on a tear and he won the Super Bowl. Okay, yeah. So I kind of felt yeah, like, like to that. Right? Maybe this was that moment. He was like, you know, wait a minute. I thought I had four downs and then and then oh, oh wait, put up another three. That's the number of rings he's got. <laughs> it's Monday, guys. We'll take a break. Tom Pelissero, what Pelissero. is going on with all of the injuries? What is Mac Jones's prognosis? What is going on? By the way, the Pro Bowl, everybody. It's now a Pro Bowl games. Lots of news going on in the NFL outside of what we saw in week three as well. Tom Pelissero, our colleague from NFL Network, coming up. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least The partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O-O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. 2000, 2008, 2022, when it comes to the economy, those are some scary years. Dot-com crash, housing crash, and the roller coaster we're on right now. Don't look at the Dow, by the way. Don't look at the Dow. Today? Today. Yeah, oh, don't, don't, don't. Over 31 businesses have the confidence, however, and clarity, however, that they need because they rely on NetSuite by Oracle, the number one cloud financial system. NetSuite gives you visibility and control of your financials inventory, HR, planning, and budgeting so you can manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. This is why 93% of customers say they improved their visibility and control when they upgraded to NetSuite. So what are you waiting for? Right now, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash Rich Radio right now. NetSuite.com slash Rich Radio. NetSuite.com slash Rich Radio. Joining me here on the Rich Eisen Show, Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line back uh, as always, when we have asked, and I'm so appreciative of him taking the call and deciding to make one when he's busy and his phone is blowing up, as always, from the NFL Media Group, uh, NFL Insider Tom Pelissero back here on the Rich Eisen Show. How you doing, Tom? I'm great, Rich. This uh, week three felt like that Sunday that always happens sometime in the first month of the season where it just feels like there is a very high volume of injuries, and so... Monday morning is uh, digging through a lot of them for me. I know, and there was a, a ton of players who were out this weekend as well. Let's get first up, foremost, about the New England Patriots quarterback, Mac Jones, who got hurt at the very last throw of the game. It's never easy when Calais Campbell falls on anybody, and it looks like he fell right on Mac Jones's ankle. What is his status as we speak right now? I think everybody who's seen the photos of Mac Jones leaving the field knows how much pain he was in. Uh, once that game was complete, what I and Ian Rappaport were told is that test confirmed it is a high ankle sprain. So you're talking about ligament damage in the ankle. X-rays negative, but it's going to take some time here to heal. The hope is that Mac Jones is not going to need surgery. You know, the doctor at Alabama is the foremost guy on the tightrope surgery that Tua Tungabailoa and other players have had. But generally, players want to avoid surgery if they can. It is really hard to imagine that Mac Jones plays this week against the Packers. It is probably more likely that he's missing multiple games because of an injury that, you know, often is a four to six week deal. But every one of these high ankle sprains is a little different. Everybody's pain tolerance and their healing is a little bit different. And so timetable still TBD. He's getting the second opinion, but I would not anticipate you're seeing Mac Jones out there this week and probably at least one week beyond that. I mean, we're not doctors. We don't play one on TV, but we, we're, we've been around injury reports and conversations about high ankle sprains for a while. If it's significant, is that, uh, are we talking ligament damage and potential? Uh, certainly if they're looking, it's, 
whether a second opinion for surgery is necessary that you're, you're talking about a ligament being torn or partially torn or something like that. Right. Right. And that's what I was told is it's a pretty severe one. And that's what a high ankle sprain is, is it's, it's a torn ligament. It's, it's the same thing. So yeah, it's a pretty significant type of an injury. You know, the tightrope surgery can, you know, fix it and get a guy back onto the field. And I want to say Tua played in, in the BCS in like less than a month when he had his uh, several years ago. So it can expedite the, the return time. But, you know, like with every surgery, there's risks involved. And there's, you know, certainly something to be said for just the body's natural healing power. And so we'll see. Again, what I was told is the hope is that he's not going to require surgery here. But that's why they're getting the additional opinions before deciding how much time he's going to have to miss and what his rehab timetable is going to look like. Tom Pelissaro here on the Rich Eisen Show. We talked earlier with Chris Long um, about the Sunday night game, and he said that more than the inconsistency from Jimmy Garoppolo, what concerned him the most is the fact that Trent Williams went down, and that's what changed the tenor of the game significantly. What is his status as we currently sit here as a huge Monday nighter next week with the Rams and the Niners playing the first of two times? Trent Williams is also believed to have a, a high ankle sprain, mm. and that's what uh, Kyle Shanahan indicated was the most likely scenario. I mean, it is, it's a painful type of an injury, and Trent Williams has played through plenty of pain throughout the course of his career, but a big man with that type of an injury, uh, it may take a, a little bit of time for him here. There's no replacing a Trent Williams. There's no question that he opens up a lot of different things in terms of your protections and her, in terms of how you can run the football. If you want to put a 350-pound man in motion, you have that option with Trent Williams and probably not a lot of other people. It, it's going to be an adjustment, though, at a time that if you watch the 49ers offense last night and Jimmy Garoppolo I saw, saw that, said this after the game, they just don't look like they're in sync. He's not really in quote-unquote game shape at this point, just in terms of, you know, he's done all the throwing and he's worked out on the side, but he didn't really get any time in camp and he didn't play in the preseason. And so this is kind of his, his ramp-up right now. It's not ideal to be doing that in week three, but you would expect they're going to get better. If Trent Williams is out for, you know, multiple weeks here, then that's going to be another challenge they got to deal with mid-flow. Hard to imagine a worse loss for the Chargers um, than the one that they suffered yesterday because they're already banged up going in. They decide to um, either acquiesce to Justin Herbert and his desire to play or um, not err on the side of caution. They play him anyway. He gets banged around. You could see a couple times where clearly he's in pain. And the team gets waxed by the Jaguars anyway. And the number of significant players to their chances of winning the division or going even deeper – um, the, the number of those players who got hurt yesterday, I lost track. Can you walk me through the Chargers injury report best you can tell right now? Well, Tom Pasha? I'll start with Rashawn Slater, who suffered what I was told is a ruptured biceps tendon. So you're talking about Pro Bowl, left tackle, one of the best young offensive linemen in the game, expected to be out for the entire remainder of the 2022 season. So they plugged in a guy named Storm Norton, who was their starting right tackle, a year ago, they may have to do some shuffling. Do they have to move Norton back to right tackle, move Trey Pickens? they gotta, they got to figure all that out. They already were dealing without Corey Lindsley, who is their top center, one of the highest paid and best centers in the NFL. He was out. Keenan Allen was out. Sounds like there's optimism that Allen could be back as soon as this week. They were actually hoping he was going to be back to that game yesterday, but those hamstrings are, are pretty tricky. Joey Bosa getting test done today. Sounds like, and I know Rappaport tweeted it, sounds like there's hope that that's not going to be 
a major injury. But, you know, again, that's one of your best players who was out. And then J.C. Jackson, who came back and played in week two off his ankle, was inactive yesterday. So that's five players right there without even mentioning, oh, yeah, Justin Herbert playing with fractured rib cartilage, which as Brandon Stanley pointed this out after the game, I think people don't understand. Just because he played yesterday doesn't mean Herbert's out of the woods. Staley said it. This is an injury that's going to linger for a while. So they're going to have to come up with a really good protection plan. Getting Keenan Allen back would certainly help. The defense without J.C. Jackson and Joey Bosa, you saw, was not the same defensive unit. So there's no doubt they've got some challenges as they move forward here. And it starts out with how are we going to protect the quarterback who you saw yesterday when he gets hit, whatever healing has happened right now, it's not completely gotten in past the point of pain. Yeah, I mean, that is, what a what a horrible day. What a terrible, horrible, no good day for the Chargers that was yesterday. And so, why, why did Herbert play? What's your reporting on how, how, how that wound up happening yesterday, well, Tom? Well, first of all, they wouldn't put him out there if right. your franchise quarterback is at a risk of exacerbating the injury. They didn't feel like he was at a further injury risk. Mm-hmm. He was willing to play. It's a, it's a pain tolerance issue as much as anything. It's also a functionality issue. In other words, if Herbert, when he did, as Ian reported, take a shot during the week and threw, if he weren't able to throw the ball or he looked like he did at the end of the previous week's game where he's trying to scramble and can't run and then just has to dump the ball, they wouldn't have put him out there. I mean, was that the best Justin Herbert we've seen yesterday? No, I don't think anybody's going to argue that. But he wanted to go. The team felt comfortable from a medical perspective. Why is he out there in the final five minutes of the game when you're down four touchdowns? Brandon Staley said it's because Herbert wanted to be out there. There's certainly going to be people who disagree with that thinking. What you have to like if you're a Chargers fan is at least you've got a quarterback who wants to play, who wants to get out there and be there for his teammates. But again, this all boils down to you've got to make sure, though, he just doesn't take additional hits right now because it is causing him pain which is affecting his play and now you got to do it without your left tackle for in all likelihood the rest of the season and we'll see if your center's back this week my nfl network colleague nfl insider tom palisaro here for a few more minutes on this very busy monday of the rich eisen show here on the roku channel and more what happened after the raiders fell to zero three yesterday in tennessee tom so it sounds like uh, Josh McDaniels had a meeting after the game with Mark Davis, and even calling it a meeting might be a strong word. I think that those of us, and Rich, you're certainly included here, who have been around teams know there's different cadences after every game. Some owners like to have a long conversation right after the game. Some do it at, after the press conference. Some are sitting there in the front row of the press conference like Arthur Blank has for years. Everybody does things differently. So to say that you know this was some massive you know whatever – it's probably a bit of a stretch. I can tell you there's no doubt there's frustration around that building right now because you're a playoff team for a year ago that is 0-3. And you made all these big moves. You went out and got Chandler Jones. You went out and got Devontae Adams. And right now you're not playing up to the level that the team was back in January when they were without their head coach, John Gruden, who had resigned and had an interim coach, Rich Passaccia, guiding them into the playoffs. And this is something I talked about way back in the spring when Josh McDaniels got hired, which is it's such a unique situation when you're a new head coach taking over a team that is good and knows that it should be good. And then on top of that makes all these moves. Almost every head coach, 90% of them takes over a team that went, you know, won four games last year or seven games or the rebuilding or whatever it is. Totally different type of a challenge 
uh, for Josh McDaniels. So to let that one slip away in week two against Arizona, and then to come out and play a team that six days earlier had looked terrible against the Bills, and they run the ball effectively against you and play good enough defense, I would fairly say that everybody has to be frustrated, but this is not you know, something that there was a blow-up or, or whatever. Mark Davis is you know, a relatively reasonable guy. Josh McDaniels is too. I would imagine there's plenty of things that they want to talk about at this point, but you know, to say that there was some come-to-Jesus meeting is, is a little bit of a stretch after what, week three. What about the chatter that this is just another situation of a longtime Belichick assistant getting his own shot, and I know this is shot number two for Josh McDaniels, or you could say three if you include the Colts one that he had and then – and then, um, you know, reversed course. That's just another instance of, of, of a Belichick assistant trying to install what works for Belichick in a new spot, and it just doesn't work for the new guy because he's not Belichick. What, 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 what is going on in that building? Best you can report to us that, that, that might be worsened by the 0-3 start. Tom? Well, that's another aspect of this that was always going to make this a challenge was because you're asking a coach to come in who inevitably – based on where Josh comes from, but every coach does this to a degree of wanting to exert a cultural overhaul. Well, players sit back and go, we won 10 games last year and went to the playoffs. How much needs to be overhauled here? Josh McDaniels absolutely has a certain way. He wants to do things, and there are plenty of other New England people in that front office, including the GM, Dave Ziegler, who are going to want to do things a certain way. That's not always a bad thing. And I think that, again, another hallmark of New England is they never play their best in September. You look at Bill Belichick's record in the first month of the season versus everything else. They've done this for years. The Patriots have always treated the the first month of the regular season more like the preseason, where you experiment with different offensive line combinations, something the Raiders did yesterday, benching a couple of their starters. Uh, You experiment with young players. You experiment with scheme. So there's a process here that I think you have to follow. I I wouldn't reduce it entirely to the New England assistant thing, because at least Josh has done this before, and he had his opportunity in Denver, and he has said repeatedly that he's learned from those mistakes and learned to delegate. But no doubt the Raiders are doing some things differently from a team that went to the playoffs last year. And you know whether it's Josh McDain or excuse me Josh Jacobs playing in the Hall of Fame game, or it's some of the offensive linemen uh, who had jobs, starting jobs that got taken away from him yesterday, or it's some of the other veteran players on the team, the Alex Leatherwoods who get released. You know, there's a bunch of guys who were taken in that previous regime who are no longer there. That's not just based on talent or how they fit. It's also based on culture, and that's going to be an ongoing thing. Um, and at this point, when you're 0-3, an ongoing battle, so to speak, uh, for Josh and Dallas to fight going forward. Tom Pelissero, a few more minutes left with you, sir. Let's uh, wrap up with the Chiefs starting with uh, this past Sunday and what might be going down in Tampa for the Chiefs and the Bucks next Sunday. Um, any idea what Chris Jones said to Matt Ryan that caused the flag to fly and keep Matt Ryan and the Colts on the field rather than the Chiefs' defense coming off it? And that was a huge personal foul on sportsmanlike conduct penalty. Any idea, Tom, what happened? We do not know yet. However, Rich, experience tells me there are a lot of microphones on the field, and perhaps the loudest one is the one on every team's center to pick up the snap count. So I would fairly tell you that the NFL will have a good idea what Chris Jones said or didn't say uh, to get that personal foul, and that may or may not be reflected in any disciplinary action in terms of a fine that ends up getting taken against him uh, coming out of that game. That is certainly the most fired up we've seen 
you know, uh, an opponent uh, in quite a while. And so certainly something that you've got to uh, monitor there. And then in terms of going forward here, um, you've got a situation, you know, potentially uh, coming up if you're talking about the, the uh, hurricane. Yes, turning to the weather. The NFL. Yes. Right, exactly. The NFL is going to have to – they're monitoring right now. The NFL always has contingencies in place. They always have backup venues, alternate time slots. They talk through all this. Um, not just logistically for the game, but also for TV. And we know this very well from COVID, um, from the, you know, the different logistics and hoops they had to jump through to make sure all those games were played and got on TV. But they'll do the same thing here. What was emphasized to me this morning is it's way too early. Storms change in severity. They change in terms of their direction. Right now, it looks like it's going to hit the west coast of Florida, which means that Tampa, the one of the three Florida teams that has a home game this weekend, would be the most impacted. But, I mean, I talked to somebody with the Dolphins earlier today. They're going to be leaving for a Thursday night game in Cincinnati, and they were saying, well, no, there's nothing going on right now. It should miss us, but we may have to adjust here. That's just life in in Florida in general, and so that's absolutely going to be something to monitor as we get closer to the weekend. Like where, where would a backup facility might be? I know New Orleans is in London this weekend. You know, I mean, I'm just throwing – throwing spots out there. I mean, the league has got to identify. Todd Bowles just said about 10 minutes before I rung you up that they might have to move practice in the game itself. Uh, what, what are you hearing on that front? Anything you can share? Dallas is always an option, and they have been in the past. Jerry Jones has been very open because they've got AT&T Stadium in addition to the Stars, so they've in essence got a second world-class facility right. that a team could move into. That was something that's come up in the past with potential COVID cases. I would think that that would be uh, a possibility. Um, you know, there have been games played in Detroit before. Yeah. That's a, That was the infamous Tuesday night game with the Vikings and the Eagles was played there. I know that was another one of the ones that came up. And then Grand Park, where the Colts have their training camp, is another facility that's come up in the past as a possibility because they've got this massive, whatever it is, couple hundred acres up there and locker rooms and everything else. So there's a bunch of different places and different teams volunteer. It's actually one of the more cordial, I think, interactions between owners and football operations is when you've got some kind of a, a mass, a, a natural disaster or a, a COVID situation you're dealing with that they're willing to, to open their doors. There's plenty of places they could go. Again, though, as of now, everything is on a schedule, but keep an eye on that, whether that game time or venue I could move. That's probably a decision that wouldn't be made until Thursday or Friday once the storm makes landfall. Tom, thanks for the time. Greatly appreciate it, brother. We'll chat soon. Thank you. Anytime, Rich. That's Tom Posauer right here on the Rich Eisen Show. This NFL season, every Westwood One NFL broadcast streams live for free. Mondays, Thursdays, Sunday nights, Thanksgiving, and Christmas triple headers. The International Series in every postseason game. And this includes tonight, the week three finale between the Cowboys and G-Men from New Jersey. When we come back, oh my goodness, everybody's talking in the NBA today. It's media day across the association landscape. Wait till you hear what they're saying in Brooklyn. Since, you know, they're back together and then never left. <laughs> Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is 
unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. You can listen to the NFL and the NFL app on the Odyssey app on WestwoodOneSports.com via Westwood One Station Streams or by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports sponsored by AutoZone. What makes AutoZone America's number one battery destination? Well, because they offer free battery testing and charging and reliable replacement batteries. And they've always got your battery solution. Get in the zone. AutoZone. <laughs> NBA Media Day today. I guess everybody, all, all uh, 30 association teams are having at it. Yeah. Yes. Which one do we start with first? Ah, oh, why not? Brooklyn. Sure. Why not? Okay. Just in case, uh, for those who, who might have forgotten, uh, hot mess. Just a hot, <laughs> hot, hot mess from Kyrie Irving uh, opting in only to have Durant opt out. We were told those were not related. Okay. <laughs> Durant opts out. By saying, I want to trade. It's not like he could actually opt out contractually. He's got four more years left on his deal. And I I haven't said these words and then ducked under my desk saying, them. why don't the Nets just say no? And they eventually did after not getting what they thought to be value for him. But not before somebody leaked that the Celtics were interested and offered Jalen Brown for him. Just to lob that one up into Boston from Brooklyn. Hey, we're not trading Durant, but at least we'll lob that one into your uh, locker room. So, all right. This was Kevin Durant today on all of that with Durant being back because Durant's people and the Nets all met together here in Los Angeles a few few weeks ago and put the genie back in the box. First, are you surprised you're still here? No. I mean, I'm... I know I'm that good that you're just not going to give me away. So uh, that's one thing I did appreciate about Sean and Joe. It's like, yeah, you're too great for us to give you away. Just that easy, that simple. So um, I get that. I know who I am. <laughs> I'm Kevin Durant. You know who I am. <laughs> too big to fail. Too uh, big to fail. He does make me laugh. Like, I mean, he's just so he direct and blunt and aware. Like and that. a great pickleball player. Oh, I don't uh, think that's true. Okay. <laughs> Kyrie Irving, let's step to the mic here. Your thoughts on uh, the way everything went down as well. Kyrie, your thoughts. It's just a lot. Like hearing Kev won a trade request. I opt in. It's awkward. <laughs> it's, it's very awkward. I'm sitting at home like I don't know what to think of it, but because there's a trust that we have within each other, I just ultimately want to see him do well and be happy. So, if that wasn't within our organization, I was going to have to accept that and move on. Uh, and I knew that I could move on um, and get to a place where I knew Kev could be comfortable and everybody could be comfortable, Sean, Joe, just our whole entire family and culture in which we speak on. I think it needed 
you know, some honest conversations, and that's what we did this summer, and that's what we had. So to reflect on it, I hope I answered a little bit of it. Uh, you know, there's a big timeline, a lot of days in the summer where the offseason has uh, taken its own emotions and courses and, uh, you know, thoughts on what's going to happen. So I tried to just center in on what I want to accomplish, and that was just focusing on being the best teammate I can be and being on a great team and what that means to me and really embodying that action every single day and not just saying it. So I don't want to get too wordy or too preachy up here, but I had a lot of time to think and making the decision to come back to Brooklyn was the best one for me. Hey, I thought that was very straightforward and honest and um, not tinfoil hatty Alex Jonesy at all. <laughs> He's not, I mean, that's straight up. It was awkward. We have a trust level that I'll have to rely on. Yeah. So, I think man, gonna... the Nets are just going to be either really good and yeah. shock everybody that none of this is going to matter because they are so damn good and on paper is going to translate to on the court and that's your one seed in the NBA Eastern Conference with all due respect to Philadelphia, with all due yeah. respect to Boston, where Jason Tatum said today he learned about the Ime Udoka suspension on Twitter and Jalen Brown says nobody's told them at all about what the suspension was about and it made him think that maybe whatever he was suspended for wasn't consensual is what was coming out of Boston today and you know Milwaukee's just sitting back saying we're yeah, we're right. all good yeah right we we're, still got Giannis he's still great we're healthy you know we're healthy and so but when it all comes down to either the Nets are going to be that one seed or they will be an absolute total disaster with body language issues and does the coach really have control of everything? Then you got Pop in San Antonio. Man, do I love this guy. Talk about shoot you straight. Talk about... I mean, he is what? Is he in his second or third decade? Not much as coaching the NBA, but just out of F's to give. Like he's 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 long been since living there. And as we all know, Dejounte Murray is now in Atlanta, and we're all right. wondering about what type of team he's going to coach and what the Spurs are doing. Right, the perennial favorites as they used to be in the Western Conference. You know, like now we're wondering can can they can they at least make a play-in game? Right. So, Greg Popovich, you have the floor today talking about the Spurs' upcoming season. I probably shouldn't say this, but I'll say it anyway. What the hell? Nobody here should go to Vegas with the thought of betting on us to win the championship. (laughs) (laughs) That's honesty, right? That we all strive for in life? I mean... <laughs> oh man, the association is back. Back. We're what? Don't bet on us. Less than three weeks away. Three weeks so away. what's up? Is that it? Yeah, that's right. That's right. That was a follow-up question from uh, Ed O'Neill. From the uh, from the Polk High School time, James K. Polk High School spirit. Uh, wow. Don't bet on us. Pat Bev says he's tight now with Russell Westbrook. They've been work. They're like workout buddies. They're workout buddies. 
<laughs> Darvin Ham speaking uh, just down the road. LeBron just stepped down just down the road. Kawhi showed up. He looked good. Hey, he's looking swole. He's eating bro. apples. Whoa. Apple a day. Kawhi is jacked. Apple a day. <laughs> yes. Oh, man, I can't wait. I'm telling you, man, you my dream. Trevor uh, from Justin Herbert. <laughs> you tried. My, my dream of a Clipper Sixers uh, finals is going to happen before the good Lord calls me home. I have James a James Harden said he lost 100 pounds. Did he really? I mean, he said that. He he's, yeah. he's laughing. But. Well, what's but, the actual number? Yeah. I don't know, but he looks pretty yeah, trim. He put, a, he put him work this summer, Rich. What did I say from this chair? He put, put him work. Like the phone call he should make is to Tom Brady and say, Tom, how are you doing it? And just dedicate himself and show up rocked and see how that works. Yes. Yes. Sixers made moves, baby. I'm very happy. Maybe Tom should ask James for some help. Yeah, right? I was going to say right now. What's with you? Why do you keep saying that? What happened? He looks unhappy. He does. I want Tom to be happy. He he's one of the people I love most in this world. Well, he uh, lost. Too. He lost. So of course he's not going to be too happy. Yeah, but he's you breaking know? tablets on the sideline. Oh, yeah, he's broke. He broke two tablets. Two tablets. Yeah. How's, I mean, how about and now that the league for put news? in a rule? Yeah. If you break, them, you got to pay for him. Uh, yeah, you can't. No breaking anymore. No breaking. No. What? I mean, come on. <laughs> how, how much is it? How much is it? Where that came from? <laughs> I, mean, I just saw. I think he just sold about a hundred pairs of underwear <laughs> to pay for it. He'll be all right. I want one of those T-shirts with his high school. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. That's probably why he's wearing it. So you would go buy it. I'm into it. Thanks for taking in this show on Monday. Thanks to Chris Long and Michael Irvin for coming by and surprising us tomorrow. Let's go. Deion Sanders and the actor Ernie Hudson in studio. Yes. That's how we're rolling. Back on Roku in a moment.